Welcome to the Love Good Podcast brought to you by our patrons. This is Jimmy Mitchell, your host. Join me each week as I sit down with artists and thought leaders to chat about music, culture, and what we call the art of being human. You see, Love Good's more than a subscription company. We're a movement of artists and patrons who believe in the power of beauty to evangelize our culture. And we're so pumped you're here. Marisol, who's not only a regular contributor on the podcast, she's not only our director of operations, she's now one of our primary interviewers of artists and singer-songwriters. She is sitting down with Sky Peterson today. Sky is the youngest guest we've ever had on the podcast. She's the daughter of a love good favorite, one of my personal heroes, Andrew Peterson. Okay, Andrew is an absolute giant in the world of Christian music, and more specifically, He's a leader, a a shepherd, I would say, a a rallier of artists who believe in the power of beauty to evangelize. Maybe first and foremost, the power of beauty to help us encounter God himself, but then the gift that artists have in a particular way to bring that beauty to the masses and to help others encounter the Lord as well, to ultimately evangelize through beauty, right? So here's what's crazy. It's one thing to to read an Andrew Peterson book and to be a big fan of his music and to really respect the work that he has done. It's a whole other thing to have been raised by him. Okay, imagine that. Here's what's crazy about Sky. She's not only been raised in this incredible environment, right? Of having a dad like Andrew Peterson, of having a beautiful family, of living in a really healthy culture, a place like Nashville, Tennessee. But she's also an incredibly gifted and talented artist herself. She's got a heart of gold. She's got a deep desire and a, and a great talent for evangelizing through beauty as well. So today, Marisol does, in fact, sit down with her to talk about her 2020 EP, Searching for Us, as well as this really new collaborative project with her two brothers called Wake Low. So you're not going to want to miss this incredible conversation and you're going to get super inspired as much as ever with Sky's love for the Lord and the incredible gift that comes, the, the confidence that comes and recognizing God's love for us. All right, everybody, sit down and enjoy this conversation with Sky. We'll be back with her in just a moment. Until then, enjoy Come to Me, this beautiful song off of her 2020 EP, Searching for Us. Welcome to the Love Good Podcast, Sky Peterson. Thank how are you? you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, good. It's a beautiful day in Nashville today. It's mm-hmm. starting to get warm out. Yeah, I know. Really I'm so nice. happy. Yeah, very, yeah. very nice. But okay, well, I don't think many of our patrons know who you are or what you do. So why don't you just share a little bit about like who is Sky Peterson in a few <laughs> sentences? Yeah, okay. Well, I'm Sky Peterson <laughs> and I am a singer songwriter. I like I like leading worship sometimes at a few different churches, just jumping around. I'm currently at Bible school in England, so I'm kind of on hold right now. 
doing music. But yeah, I really love writing songs and I've lived in Nashville my whole entire life. So it's kind of made it easier to kind of share my music. Um, That's awesome. That's really, really awesome. And how old were you when you first started like singing, songwriting? Mm -hmm. Well, I've grown up in a very musical house. So my dad's strategy was to just kind of like place instruments around the house. That way we would kind of just naturally learn on our own. But I think I started like actually songwriting maybe age 13 or 14. So do you ever play the songs you wrote when you were 13 or are those like, (laughs) no one can hear those? You would not want to hear that. Yeah. 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 That sounds good. (laughs) That's awesome. So how long have you really been like full fledged? Like music is something that I really want to pursue like when when was that moment for you was it mm. like as a child was it as mm. was it more recently like yeah yeah I think it's kind of always been on the back of my mind like something that I would love to pursue and really do for a living but I went on tour last year with my dad it was actually two years ago we were supposed to go on tour last year but it got canceled oh yeah COVID which is really sad but <laughs> yeah. yeah and I think that that kind of really sparked my love for it just, I don't know, there's something about being in person with people and hearing them respond to what you're singing about. It really does just inspire you and makes you want to do it more and more. So yeah. I think that was, I think the the first show, I just, we ended the show and I just walked backstage and almost cried, just <gasps> was so happy and inspired. And yeah, it's such a good feeling. Yeah, it's really beautiful. I was thinking about that because obviously I work with a lot of artists yeah. and I see them in front of audiences a lot and I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Judy Judy it just came out is it called Judy yeah it's about Mm-mm. now I'm forgetting who it is the actress <laughs> that played Dorothy in what Wh- Wizard of Oz yes <laughs> well I'm totally blanking <laughs> that wizard movie <laughs> yeah she's super famous but it's a yeah. biography about her and I can't okay. necessarily I always have to be careful when I recommend movies because mm-hmm. I can't necessarily recommend the movie it's not yeah, like okay. <laughs> super wholesome uh-huh. but it is all true and there's this really beautiful scene where she had a really sad life like a super sad life like when she was playing Dorothy they gave her all these drugs to make her lose weight they didn't let her have a normal childhood at all like she was very much abused by everyone in the industry it was really sad but it did, the end of the movie had this beautiful scene where she was like, so they're showing all these flashbacks to her life and they're showing how she had a crush on this boy and she could never really date him when she was like a kid. And kind of the point they're trying to make was that she couldn't be normal. But there's this one scene where she gets off stage and this boy comes back and he's like, come on, let's go. Like, let's go to dinner. And she's like running off the stage and she hears them like yelling her name. And she kind of just like turns back and the boy's like, no, come on, like, let's go. Like, no one's no one's telling you to say you can go. And she's like, but they're calling my name. And she goes back on stage. And it was kind of talking about this almost like like love experience between like an artist and the audience. Yeah. yeah. And how it draws you in and you it, it's like it brings so much almost meaning yeah, yeah. to what you do. Um and it so it was a really, really beautiful and like redemptive part of the movie because it was showing like her whole life wasn't horrible. Like throughout it all, there is this beautiful relationship she had with the audience. That, that encounter really kept her going and kept her like alive, essentially. That's so cool. Yeah, I totally understand that. And I think, I mean, we, it's so much of what artists are called to do is determined by how people respond to it, mm-hmm. you know? So there's a natural tendency to want affirmation yeah. that what you're doing is actually good. And that's kind of the job of the audience and the listeners to affirm you of, of what you're doing and yeah. that it's a good thing, you know? Yeah. So if people aren't, responding to your music in a positive way then it it might mean that you need to kind of 
maybe rethink, rethink what it is that you're doing. Yeah, and artists yeah. always say that, like, if you're thinking about going into music, just go start playing in front of people. Yeah. You're going to know if your songs are bad. You're going to know which ones of your songs are good. Because I know so many, a lot of the artists on the podcast who will tell me, like, I wrote a song and I really didn't think it was good. And then I played it for, like, four people and they said, absolutely, you have to record yeah. that. Yeah, And right? there's so much that we, and it's, I mean, it's proof that we are made for community. Yeah. We can't make decisions like this on our own. We can't just do things isolated. And I think that's what's also been so sad about the past year because we haven't really had much of an opportunity to perform in front of people. That's why like in those opportunities, we do get to have these in-person shows. It's so like almost magical. I was talking to Rodas the other day and she's like, I look back like last year at all the concerts I went to and I just like (laughs) savor each one of them and I'll probably never say no to a live show ever again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh. But actually for Love Good, we do these house concerts. Oh, really? That's cool. We travel around the country and do shows with in people's homes. And this past summer in like July, we were actually able to do like a house really? tour backyard oh, it was amazing. like a backyard tour yeah, so all the shows yeah. were super safe everyone was faced out in people's backyards but it was literally so life-giving because oh, I'm sure you've yeah. experienced this too like the past year we've been doing our jobs behind a screen yeah and I know yeah. people are being affected by it but I, I'm not seeing it so it's so difficult and same for our artists they're writing this music and they're but they're not performing and that's kind of what gets you going. And so this past summer was literally like a saving grace of just like being in front of all these people. And for a lot of people, it was the first time they were like leaving their houses. And so everyone was just so moved. It was so beautiful. Mm, That's great. Anyway, let's talk a little bit about your music. (laughs) So you've got, okay, so you've got two EPs that are like you. Yes. And then you have one you did with your siblings. Am Mm -hmm. I correct about that? Yep. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about the one that came out this past year, Searching Mm -hmm. for Us. Okay. Yeah. And so tell me a little bit about like the making of that EP, yeah. some of the songs on it. Just tell me the story. Yeah. So that was right after I had gotten back from the Resurrection Letters tour with my dad. Mm-hmm. And so I was feeling pretty inspired. And, you know, the whole tour is about Easter and yeah. hope. And so compared to my first EP, which I released when where I wrote the songs when I was 14. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of in that like really dark <laughs> stage in my life. Yeah, like whenever I listen back, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I can't believe people actually listen to that. But I mean, I'm glad I did it. But it's, yeah. yeah. But it was just not a very hopeful record mm-hmm. or EP. And so it made me really want to kind of share something that was going to be life-giving and mm-hmm. not discouraging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think that was kind of what sparked it. And the EP is centered around a song, Searching for Us, which is the title track. And I, I got, I, I was reading an Ezekiel on my free day from school. And it just had the passage where it was explaining that, you know, some was, the shepherd was going to come and seek out the loss. And so with my EP before, it was all about me like searching for God and, you know, feeling this weird like tug between reality yeah. and wanting to believe and, you know, this God and just not really feeling it. And so after reading that passage and kind of seeing that it was, I mean, yes, that is true. We are all, you know, like searching for God. But also I think that one of the main things about Christianity and the gospel is that Jesus is actually searching for us. And Mm. so it's kind of this turnaround, like revelation that I hadn't really thought of until I had read that passage that it's like not only us searching for him, but it's also like God is like loves us so much that he's searching for us and, you know, putting in the work to maintain this relationship. And so that was kind of where that song came from. And I kind of built the rest of the songs around that idea that we have a God who's like seeking us out. And so, 
there's a song called Come to Me, yeah. which is like all about, you know, G- Jesus says, I'll come to you and I'll mm-hmm. give you and I'll be that friend to mm-hmm. you. So it's it's almost like the com- like the flip version of Tell Me Again, yeah. my first EP, which I don't think I realized until after I finished searching for us that it was kind of a, my new heart had mm. kind of written it from that place. So I love that. I think mm. my favorite song on there is Guessing Games. Mm. And this just beautiful, like, just declaration of faith mm. of even when I don't feel you, yeah. even when yeah. I'm just confused. There's a line, I'm not remembering the exact line, but you say something about like, I feel the ground beneath me. Like when I'm not sure, I yeah. feel the ground beneath me yeah. and I like realize yeah. that you're there. <laughs> yeah. I just think that's such a beautiful time because there's so many times in our life where we just like don't feel like God's there. We just yeah. don't know. But if there's one thing I've learned in the past couple of years, it's that obviously your feelings matter. They're a sign of something, but like your feelings don't tell you what reality is. Like it's the other way around. And so there's so there's such a beauty in like declaring what you know is true. And I just think it's so beautiful, even you from such a young age, being able to be like, I, I know that God is real and I'm going to believe it. Yeah. What's your favorite song in the EP? Mm, that's I mean I really like the last track which is kind of a mixture of all of the mm-hmm. tracks but I think the the I think the Sandcastle song which is the first mm-hmm. one I I really enjoyed writing that one it was with Krista Wells cool yeah and she's fantastic but yeah. it was it's about creativity and still giving even if it feels like what you have isn't enough which is I mean I think well all artists kind of feel a little bit of the the pull between really wanting to, you know, put something beautiful out and then, you know, yeah. not feeling like, like it's quite meeting that standard. But yeah, that's awesome. Do you do a lot of co-writing? You know, I don't really, oh, okay. I'm not very good at it. I, it's, it's, it's way so harder. Artists are like one way or the other. Yeah, some artists right? are like, I love it. I do it all the time. It's hard for me to finish a song without it. And some artists are like, I just, it's, it's such a personal space. I yeah, can't really I know. let people it's into like, that. It's like someone kind of entering into your heart and it feels weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a really good exercise. I I think it, I should do more of it just yeah. to kind of get my brain thinking. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. And tell me a little bit about Wake Low. Like what, how, yeah. what's the story behind that? <laughs> yeah. Well, so my brothers are both musicians. Asher is a producer mm-hmm. here in Nashville. And then Aiden is, he plays guitar and is a poet and he's, uh, he's studying like animation at Lipscomb. Oh, cool. Um, so he doesn't really call himself a musician, but he absolutely is. He's mm-hmm. incredible. But so we'd all kind of one had been wanting to put out something kind of alternative pop. Yeah. Folk, something in that genre, which are three totally different genres. I realize that as I say <laughs> it, but yeah, just something new and different, kind of a mixture of all of our styles and tastes and all that. And the time timing never worked out because I just graduated high school last year. So I was still in school and Aiden was at Lipscomb and Asher was doing his thing. So it kind of didn't really work out until COVID hit and mm-hmm. we we're all stuck at home. And it was the week of like the Nashville tornado. Um, oh, that yeah. Hit. Yeah. And so we were all kind of like stuck at home for that. And then COVID hit. And so this it was the first time in like a few years that we had all actually not had anything to do. Yeah. And obviously the circumstances were really sad, but the fact that we were all together meant that we actually had time to work together on this. And so we just literally put down three weeks on the calendar and 
we I think our family was at dinner one one night and my mom was like, okay, so when are you guys putting out a record? Just the three of you. And we're like, yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's more complicated than that. Like we have to figure it out. And she's like, what's stopping you? <laughs> we're like, I don't know. Let's do it. <laughs> so we like literally went upstairs and had a meeting that night and kind of talked about our vision for the record. And that night was the night that a wake low happened, which is like a weather phenomenon that has never occurred in Nashville before or Maybe it had once before, something like that. But we had never heard of it. And we're like, that's a perfect name for a band. What is a wake low? It's like, <sighs> I, I, should, I should this. really know, know <laughs> this. Yeah, it's it's something to where like a, a strong gust of wind comes after a storm, I think. Oh, so like in, in the wake of a storm. Oh, that, may, that would make sense. Something like that. Okay. I'm probably saying we that totally wrong. We can both Google it after. Yeah. We'll put yeah. it in the podcast description. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, those three weeks, we just literally wrote all the songs and wanted it to be a concept record, but we didn't talk about what the concept was. But yeah. we both, Aiden and I wrote the lyrics and we both kind of felt it as we were writing it. Yeah. So it was a really fun project to work on, honestly. And it was in such a, you know, I feel like we did it in such a good time because it was, yeah. you know, I think the world was craving something yeah, good to hear about. Sure. And yeah, and so we did a Kickstarter and raised the money super quickly, which we were really nervous about at first. Of course. And just because it's a pandemic and no one was working and no one had any yeah. extra money to give. But yeah, it was just amazing how it came together. And I mean, getting to spend three weeks with your best friends is yeah. also a great opportunity. That makes so, so jealous. I'm the only girl as well. Oh yeah. I have three little brothers mm. and I'm just like, oh man, I wish I could uh, do that. with. We're not yeah. very musical, <laughs> but like <laughs> having that kind of project mm -hmm. to just work on with my brother. Yeah. Oh, it sounds so fun. Yeah, it really was. Super yeah. fun. And then do you, I mean, obviously you haven't been because of everything, but do you <laughs> think you could, you would consider like touring with your brothers or anything like that? Well, or is it just kind of like a side? I think it's just a side yeah. thing. I, I mean, Aiden's pretty reluctant on going on tour, which I totally understand. He's kind of doing his own thing. Yeah. But we, we hope to like keep it up and we really want to keep putting out records and EPs and stuff like that. But I don't think it's ever going to be a touring thing. Yeah. Which is, which I, I honestly kind of like just because it's his own thing. It's only for the purpose of the listeners, you know? Yeah. That's so. awesome. And then what about you? Do you see yourself like going into full-time music? Like what, what are kind of your dreams for your career? That is a very good question. That, I know that's like the question that most, you're 18 or 19? 18. Yeah. yeah that's like yeah. a question no 18 year old wants to hear yeah. ever. But. Well, no, that's okay. Well, I mean, I'm right now I'm doing a one year Bible school. Cool. So I'm almost done with that. And then I'm probably going to college to study theology awesome. or apologetics. One of those two. Love also it. have to figure that out. I also studied theology. So oh, really? Love it. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Where? Benedictine College in Kansas. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yes. So yeah, one one of those two, and I'm just trying to figure out what that means for me musically. If if that's something that I should pursue or or just do on the side or do full time, I know that it does require a lot of work, and starting a music career during the middle of a pandemic is <laughs> extra hard. So yeah, I mean we'll we'll see. I I know for sure I'm going to keep writing and putting out music, but yeah. whether that's going to be a full time ministry is I think. Something I'm still trying to figure out That's and awesome listening though. to God's voice for. Yeah. And well, the good news is that you have like a really good platform and mm -hmm. you have, yeah. just, even just the fact that you have like a good discography, like yeah. it, to me, I don't feel like you're starting out at all. It would be, which is awesome. And you're very lucky for that. And it's also because you're very talented. So oh, thank you. So who would you say are your main musical influences? Ooh. 
Uh, Sarah Groves. Mm, She's my her. songwriting hero. I love her. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny because I have different <laughs> genres of music that yeah. I really like. So, I mean, I have the whole, like, Bleachers and the Killers and mm. Coldplay and all, all them. And those are great. And then I also like singer-songwriter stuff. Yeah. Andy Goldhorn. Mm. Yeah, Sarah Groves and mm. Sandra McCracken and, you know, all those people I just love. And the, yeah. I think that's more the music that I want to write. Yes. But I would also... Maybe maybe someday I'll write, you know, a more alternative pop record by myself. But yeah. we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah. But awesome. Sarah Groves is, I think, my favorite. She kind of led me through high school. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's so great. And then talk a little bit. I mean, I think it is a little bit obvious and you were talking about this before, but I would love to hear a little bit more. I mean, obviously you're in Bible school mm-hmm. and so you're you're learning a lot about the Lord, but you obviously have a deep relationship with the Lord. Tell me about mm-hmm. like how does your relationship with the Lord really influence your music? Mm. Well, Bible school has actually taught me a lot about that. And I think one of the main shifts in my mindset over the past six months of school has been that it's okay to not be independent. Mm. And that I think that there's a lie that the culture tells us that independence goes hand in hand with confidence. And I don't think that's true. I think I think Rob Whitaker, one of my teachers at Capernay Hall, describes confidence as trusting in something bigger than yourself. Mm. So if you're flying a plane, you're, you can be confident that you'll get where you're going, but you're not confident in yourself. You're confident in the pilot, you know, because yeah. that's the bigger person. And, and so in the same way, independence is actually the opposite of confidence because mm. independence is only trusting in yourself and confidence is never trusting in yourself, but trusting in something bigger mm. and better. And so you actually have like humility is actually hand in hand with confidence because yeah. you're, you're resting in that you have to let go of yourself and let someone else kind of take over. And that's where that confidence comes from. So with my music, I think realizing that it's not me doing the work mm. It is, it is me putting in work, but it's not me doing the one that's like, like doing the speaking and the, yeah, yeah the moving in people. And I think I, I didn't realize until this year how essential it is that if, if you want to do a music career that is pleasing to the Lord and really hoping to minister to people and speak to people through, you know, my story and my songs, like it has to be through the Holy Spirit. Mm. And David Taylor and Sarah Groves had an interview online that I read and he describes what he calls interactive mutuality where it's not just you doing the work, but it's not just the Holy Spirit doing the work. You're in this mutual relationship where you're putting all of yourself in and God's putting all of himself in. Wow. And so it's like this like profound mystery of <laughs> you're you're giving all, all that you have, but also God is giving meaning and depth to your music. And so I think whenever I write lately, how I've been trying to write is I, I pray beforehand Mm -hmm. and ask that the Holy Spirit is going to work in it and through it. And then I just do the best that I can with what I have. And I tell my story and the Holy Spirit does the rest, Mm -hmm. you know. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really beautiful. And I think going back to what you said about independence and individualism, Mm -hmm. we talk a lot about that on the podcast Mm -hmm. because I think like that's one of the things that's been making me mad lately. It's just like how we're taught as a culture that like you are most powerful when you don't depend on anybody. When like, we're never going to not depend on anybody. Yeah. Right. We're always going to need other people. And I'm getting married in the fall. And that's the big thing that's like hitting me so hard is this like my whole life. I've been told that like, 
being by yourself is the best and like doing everything yourself is the best. And now I'm realizing like, obviously getting married is so like counter to that. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I have to give my whole self to another person, all <laughs> of my money and all of my everything and, and like totally depend on them. And mm-hmm. uh, obviously there's like, of course I don't lose my individuality that's given to me by God, but it is just this like reflection on how crazy it is that we, like we said before, we need community. Yeah, we right? need other yeah. people in order to flourish as an individual, yeah. Yeah. which is just so crazy. And it's not just if like, it's not just the Christian worldview world that mm-hmm. needs that. It's like, I yeah. mean, as Christians, we depend on God. And so yeah. God's, we're kind of in partnership with God, but also even if you're not a Christian, you still need that community and you feel that, you know, yeah. to, to inspire you and to give you Even just meaning. practically, yeah. like, you're never going to be able to grow all your own food. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're never going to be like a doctor and a lawyer and all these things. Like, you need people yeah. in your life to like yeah. do that for you. Yeah. So, yeah, super beautiful. Mm-hmm. Anyway, before we go, why don't we just close by you sharing kind of just like your mission with music mm-hmm. and then also obviously telling us where we can find you on Spotify, yeah. Instagram, yeah. all of that. Yeah. Well, I. I mean, like I said before, I'm just going to keep writing songs and music, but my hope and my wish is that people will know a little bit more of the depth of God's love mm-hmm. for them every time they hear mm-hmm. my music or or even my siblings or Wake Low. Yeah. Like, I just, I, I just want people to know through my story mm-hmm. <laughs> just how much, you know, Jesus loves them. And, mm-hmm. and so if I can you know, share that through my music, then that's, that's all I want, you know? And so you can find me on Spotify and Apple music, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, just. And we'll put those links and, in the podcast description as yeah, well. But yeah. Well, thank you so much, Scott, for yeah, being thank with us you. today. This has been yeah. beautiful. It's been great to get to know you. Yeah, you as well. Thanks and everybody can listen to all of her music and follow her on Instagram. And yep. Yeah. Sky Girl Music. There we go. <laughs> well, have a great day yeah. and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Quiet steps, say it all I know the sound of when you start What can I say that proves to you That summer's in, it's nothing new Green light holds you You're listening to Green Light by Wake Low off of their 2020 self-titled debut album, which is obviously a huge collaborative project, an exciting new endeavor between Sky and her two brothers. What a joy having Sky Peterson on the show today. I mean, she is, as we said, the youngest guest we've ever had on the Love Good podcast. And I'll tell you, we're at this really incredible time of the year. I, I don't know if you're like this, but springtime always brings new hope, new life. And speaking of newness, All right, we've got some incredibly exciting and new deals at the Love Good store. All right, I'm literally typing it in right now, lovegoodculture.com slash store. Everything from beautiful artwork to bundles, okay, bundles of books, bundles of music, bundles of art, things that you just can't get anywhere else. Of course, the Love Good mug, the Frisbee, the mask, incredible new magazine called Hearth and Field from our contributor, Dr. Ryan Hanning. You know, vinyls from Colony House, 
songbooks from me, coffee, okay? Did I mention coffee? Some of the best coffee I've ever put in my mouth. Coasters, The Princess and the Goblin, The Princess and Curdy, Orthodoxy, some of the best books that Love Good has released in the last couple of years. It's all on the website right now, lovegoodculture.com slash store, okay? And it's free shipping, at least within the United States. And I bring this up because you know what? It's a great time to um, do a little bit of spring cleaning of your own bookshelves, of your own music, of your own art, and to put some newness into your life that will bring beauty to the forefront and that will, will spark conversation, meaningful dialogue, and of course, more than ever, conversion, evangelization. It's what the world needs. So if you need some of that newness, some of that beauty in your own life, again, go to lovegoodculture.com slash store. Thanks for tuning in today, for being a part of this conversation between Marisol Alisea and Sky Peterson. We'll see you next week. We've got a really exciting, exciting conversation happening, but this time it's between Marisol and I, and we're talking about what it means to be signs of contradiction. We're going to be using quite a bit of quotes and, and just inspiration from Michael D. O'Brien, my favorite living novelist. So come back next week. And in the meantime, have an amazing uh, continuation of your spring. We'll see you guys soon. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Love Good Podcast. Share this episode link on social media, leave us a review, and join our movement today by subscribing as a patron at joinlovegood.com. You'll start enjoying our premium content and seasonal packages that not only raise your standard for music, books, and art, but that also inspire you to evangelize culture through beauty. We can't wait to accompany you as you change the world.